white light Tell me this don't feel right on time Yeah, I'm the hope I know you're worried you leave it all behind Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Well, let's see. It's the end of the month. I can't believe how fast March went by. I will um, be teaching my classes again, finally. It took me some um, time to get back from my trip to Kauai and get things organized and I asked myself what would I like to teach the most and what do I love and it would be the chakras of course chakras 101 and then I love to do the readings so we're going to do chakras 101 group readings and then I'm going to teach feng shui for fun and it's a very fun playful way to uh, not only clear out your clutter uh, but it's really about clearing out your mind and making intentions and changing the world around you to change the world inside of you. So that's going to be at uh, Path to Avalon, March 30th from 1230 to 4:30, And then I'm going to teach a class, which I, I love teaching this. I usually do it in a seven-week series, and we get to the, you know, the third eye and the uh, crown chakra and your throat chakra, which is your intuition, and how important it is to have one of those. Not today for sure, but I mean every day of your life, and get in tune with those higher chakras. So Sunday, March 31st, 1230 to 4:30, will be... Intuition 101 at Path to Avalon in Arlington. And in the last couple months, I've been, I'm in a nine year. That's that's in my book. But nine years is like a year about letting go of things that no longer serve you, looking forward to the future and things you want to do. And really, you know, since my book is gone, I've sold all my books. Uh, it's been since 2007. And I've done amazing things with uh, my healing, and I've traveled to Kauai back and forth working at a healing center. Uh, I've taught these classes I never thought I would because I've invented them, and, and they've been a lot of fun. I'm just pondering where I'm going to go next. And I really think right now teaching people how to lift their spirits, you know, like that's what the show is about, but how do we? And so I think the higher chakras, because they're so important. It's your crown, third eye, and throat chakra. And when we're watching the news or, you know, we're going to work and we're stressed out or maybe we have debt or our relationships aren't working out, our spirits, they get low. We have low spirits. And so I really want to take this to the next place, which I think either online uh, retreats, but basically teaching people how to keep their higher chakras in tune so we can make better decisions uh, for ourselves, which is relationships, health, and uh, careers. And that's where the feng shui kind of comes in, and it's very, very playful. But I um, will be teaching those classes uh, tomorrow and Sunday, and I invite anyone to go with me uh, on that journey. I'll be teaching them uh, going on forward, and you can contact me at dina-marie.com if you would like to uh, maybe bring me out to your function or take me on your retreat. I would love to go with you and take your friends and I guess I'd be lifting your spirits. And I've done it over and over again with people. And they just leave um, inspired. But also direction. I know for myself I cannot do anything, even go to the grocery store, if I don't have that intuitive aha direction, that voice that leads me. And I just make not very good decisions when the, the lights are off and I'm driving. I call it driving while blind. So 
tuning up your chakras is really, really important. I think that's what my life purpose has been. I've worked with kids. They love it. Um, men and women, uh, families. It's just a great prescription, and that's what we call it. My clients call it homework. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the things I love, and it's really the tools that lift your spirit. What are the things that I have to do daily that I have to practice to keep myself happy, really happy, joyful, and inspired. And we're just going to have a little uh, hour about that. And I do want to give a shout out to Adrian Starks. He did interview me and he had me do a few shows with him. And it really kind of um, put me on another uh, path because I really liked what was coming out of my mouth. If I can say it, all my clients have taught me so much, all the things I've learned. And he was asking me the right questions. So it kind of, it was, the tables were turned, but I really, really enjoyed it. So I invite you to um, go to his Facebook page, Champion Up, or you can look him up online, championup.com, and you can uh, check out what he's got going on. But he's doing some interviews. Um, he interviewed me and basically about taking risks and having courage. And the work I've been doing has been courageous. It's not something... Um, let's say the people that I was raised with understand, they really don't, but it's something that was inside of me and I have to do it. It keeps me alive. It, it makes me feel joyful and it makes me want to get up in the morning. And I've uh, had times in my life where I thought maybe they were right and I pushed my beliefs and what resonated with me aside to people please or to do the things that um, other people wanted me to do, and it, I wasn't very happy. And in fact, I usually got sick. I usually had some weird disease. One was rheumatic fever, and that attacks your heart. So I think I wasn't being true to myself, and self-love 101 is me practicing. Uh, it's the Reiki. It's the chakra work and, you know, being out in nature, the physical exercise, and eating and drinking in moderation and a lot of good sleep and, and surrounding yourself with kind, gentle people, that's a great diet. So those are the things I do. And those people know me and they understand me and I can be myself. So today, what I want to talk about, first of all, is chakras. And I started teaching the chakras after I wrote the book, because while I wrote the book, I had to figure out how I see the chakras. And with that, I came up with this very, very easy uh, way to talk about them so people can understand them and kids love it too. So it's very, very basic. Um, the crown chakra, that's, I call it, that's how you get the party started. That's the one above your head, right? If you touch the top of your head, um, I say, you know, if you look a picture of Jesus, he's got that little halo going on. He's got, he's connected to spirits, something higher or bigger than himself. He's the light bulbs turned on and he's inspired. Uh, the third eye, which is right here between, it's your brow chakra right here between your eyes. Uh, that is, uh, when you, you see pictures in your mind's eye. So you can um, have a great idea, and then you'll start painting a, a picture in your mind. Maybe it's your favorite ice cream. You know, maybe chocolate chip ice cream is your favorite. So you can see the color of it, and you can almost taste it. So that drops down to your throat chakra. Your throat chakra is your inner voice. It's the voice, your higher self, your intuition. And it's what you say to other people, and it's what you say to, to yourself. So you have all your thoughts going up there in your higher chakra, and then you have those thoughts coming out here for everyone to hear or if you're writing it down for everyone to see. And then when you get to your heart chakra, that's how you feel about the ice cream. That's how you feel about your ideas. And if I have a great idea to go have ice cream, I talk to myself about where I'm going to go, what kind of ice cream I'm going to eat. 
then I drop it into my heart chakra and all of a sudden I feel it. And now if I can feel eating chocolate chip ice cream, I'm going to act on it. I'm going to act on it by going to my lower chakras. So now I'm going to get out of my head. So your solar plexus right below your heart. It's that chakra where if somebody's angry at you, you know, you can feel it. It's the one where you have butterflies in your stomach and you're afraid to do something. But that chakra is the one that makes you physically get out of your head and move forward. Um, now, maybe I want to bring a friend with me. Or maybe, well, not maybe, you're going to have to have someone scoop the ice cream. You're going to find a place, a local business that has the ice cream. So your sacral chakra, which is right below your um, gut, it's in your hips and your low back and your stomach. The sacral chakra is when you, your relationships, it's who you are working with. So I have an idea. I really want that ice cream. I can see it in my mind's eye. I'm in my car driving and I go to a local ice cream place that has amazing ice cream. And I have a conversation with the man across the way. He makes me the ice cream. And then the root chakra, that's your physical form. So you have started with something you can't see, your intangibles, and you've manifested it in the physical world. So your root chakra is all the things you can see. If you look around your car, your office, your house, you have physically manifested those things. Now, if you have a clear third eye, your heart is pure, you're listening to your intuition, you're going to manifest something. Let's say you have blocks in your chakras, you're going to manifest another thing. So I'll just give it an example. Um, I could have gone to a grocery store, gotten a real icky ice cream and I didn't like it and it didn't make me feel good after I ate it but it's one of those things or maybe I was just living in my head and I didn't think about going to get ice cream at all and I stayed home but the chakras are manifesting here physical form for all all of us to see and really that's what I've been teaching this whole time not really knowing it is how to keep your chakras clean and clear and 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 moving so that you manifest a life that really you're happy with, that you're proud of, that, that excites you, and you want to get out of bed in the morning. So what I learned is when I was writing my book, I was thinking, like, how do these chakras all affect each other? Uh, how do I give prescriptions for all these things? It was just, it was like me going back to college. It was going to college, really learning about the chakras on my own. And most of it came from intuition or a higher voice kind of giving me direction. So I do feel like it was um, given to me from above this information that is now in my book, <clears throat> which I don't have any more of. So what I'm going to do with that information is like I just want to pass it along to other people. So as I was working with people and their chakras, I realized that people have blocks in those chakras. So what I would do is give homework and they'd go home, come back, that chakra would be open and things would start to flow again. Now your health is related to blocked chakras. So if you have a blocked throat chakra, you might have sore throats, thyroid issues, uh, blocked heart chakra, maybe you have high blood pressure, uh, third eye, you might have migraine headaches. So all of these are associated with your health too. So you can kind of look at where you're at in your health and wonder what chakra is blocked too. And with this sweet little thing I came up with is you would go and find the blocked chakra do your prescription, and then we do that, you know, maybe once a week. And people got better. They felt better. So I'd have to ask myself, how do chakras get blocked? Um, I think the crown chakra gets blocked when you feel hopeless. Maybe you're raised in a place where um, when you thought of God or spirit, it was a heavy, heavy feeling of guilt or fear. Uh, it could be a religious upbringing of some sort. Maybe you were um, in foster care or maybe you moved a lot. But every time you got your hopes up, your spirits would go low because you're like, why bother? And that's why the chakra um, 
is your connection to something higher to yourself. It's when you look up. So when I think of the higher chakras, I see people look up a lot when they're open. They look down, shake their head when they're closed. The brow chakra, your third eye, is closed when you see ugly things. Uh, right now it's really important to turn off your television and be in nature because when I'm in nature, my third eye is wide open. I'm taking photos of beautiful things and I'm looking at the stuff that's working in my life. If you were raised in uh, a violent home, if you saw uh, violence on television, uh, basically I, a lot of abuse and stuff comes from that because you can't see what's going on around you. So you learn to shut it off. And again, that's where your intuition comes from. So it's it's really what driving while blind. Uh, your throat chakra gets closed when you're a child. And when you see something, you're not supposed to talk about it. When you feel something, your heart, and you're not supposed to talk about it. Uh, if you're ultra talkative and you're just not supposed to talk. A lot of schools have our kids sitting, you know, that's how I was. You, you were quiet and until you were spoken to. You didn't um, open your mouth. So throat chakra issues usually are when you're not able to express your feelings your thoughts or your ideas uh heart chakra gets closed when you are feeling and if you're a child and we know what happens to young boys when they're crying at six or seven playing baseball and they got hurt someone's going to tell them you know to, to buck it up be strong walk it off and that's where it starts and i you know i was a very empath i was an empath and i was very very emotional and i got in trouble all the time for crying and i remember one time hearing on the TV that someone had uh, taken their lives. And it was, I was in bed. I was just could hear the television in the other room. And I just started to cry and I got in trouble for that. And that's how it starts when we're unable to feel how we feel. And I love two-year-olds. They feel what they want. They do what they want. <laughs> they're crying and then they're angry and then they're skipping down the road. It's, it's, they're able to emote freely. Uh, also talking about how you feel is a, is a big deal to someone close to you. Uh, the solar plexus, that's the one below your heart, is closed when you're around somebody that's really controlling or angry. And you know that because they're sitting over there and they're affecting you and you don't even, um, they don't know it, but you can feel it in your gut. So anger issues, control issues, growing up in your house, uh, unable to be yourself. So if you're, I love these kids who love to collect rocks and uh, their parents are like, absolutely not, you're not buying that or uh, kids, boys that love the color pink, whatever it is, they're unable to be themselves. And so that's the solar plexus. Uh, the sacral chakra is blocked when you're um, trust issues, uh, when you're unsupported, when you're a child and the people closest to you don't uh, take care of you in a, in a loving way. So trust issues. Um, also, there's a lot of abuse that goes on with people close to you. That'll close your sacral chakra. And then also unable to be spontaneous, un unable to, to go with the flow. And, and everything's very, very strict. It's very hard to have a healthy sacral chakra. The root chakra is closed when uh, it's your roots chakra for a reason. When the rug's pulled out from under you, you're uprooted. So if you're uh, someone who moves all the time as a child, if you are, your basic needs aren't met. If physical abuse, I mean, when you are unable to be in your physical body and your physical needs are not taken care of, that's where the physical, uh, the root chakra gets blocked. So I do a lot of work with uh, uh, yoga, uh, Reiki, massage, getting people back into their bodies and, and in touch with the physical world. And, and think we're going to take our first break. And after that, I'm going to give you some prescriptions 
on how we can open our chakras and live a healthier life. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. A Path to Avalon in downtown Arlington is a metaphysical retail store that carries products from many different belief systems. They have polished stones, crystals, books, jewelry, smudging supplies, and so much more. They offer intuitive readings, Reiki healing, and classes on a variety of subjects. Shelly Smith, the owner of A Path to Avalon, invites you to stop in and lift your spirits. For more info, visit apathtoavalon.com. Explore and find the tools to assist you on the path towards spiritual peace and enlightenment. Did you know that we live in the best place in the United States to see whales? Right here in the Salish Sea. We have orcas, humpbacks, gray whales, and so much more. Go whale watching with Puget Sound Express, and they guarantee you'll see whales or your next trip is absolutely free. Daily tours from downtown Edmonds on the Chilkat Express, the fastest boat in the Northwest. See whales in the wild with Puget Sound Express. That's PugetSoundExpress.com. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. We were talking about chakras and my way of explaining them. And what I love to do is find that block, give you that prescription. Sometimes you even know what it is. And then you go and do your thing. People don't come back to me unless they've done their homework. And all my clients know that, who are now my friends, that they have to do their own work. And it's something simple. I I call it the small things. The small things add up to huge things. And so for each chakra, over the years, I've come up with prescriptions. Uh, randomly, I don't randomly, it just intuitively just pops into my head what this person needs to do. And sometimes they'll say, wow, I have that phone number to take that class or I was just about to do it. So it's a confirmation from the universe that they are, they know what they're supposed to be doing. They just need a little bit of encouragement. And that's what I love. It's like, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just encouraging you to know yourself better. And with the chakras, I love teaching them. It's so much fun. But the prescriptions, and that's what my clients called them, I I gave them three for chakras that were blocked. And the crown chakra, if you have a blocked crown chakra, I have you set your intentions. I'll say, you know, what would you like to manifest in the next five years? And you'll say it in a positive way, like, I want to eat healthy. I want to exercise daily. I want to travel to wherever. Uh, I want a job that I love. And then I want you to look around your life and see the things that are working. Because as we count our blessings, it kind of pours into our third eye. So now we're focusing on the good in our life. And we do have something positive. I've had people shake their head saying, I have nothing um, positive to say. Well, if they're sitting in front of me and they got there and their heart is beating and they're able to express themselves to me, they have something to be thankful for. And we have you know, food right down the road and water, access to water. So we always have something we can be thankful for. So crown chakra is, first of all, is, I say gratitude, attitude, letting the universe know exactly what you want. That means writing on a piece of paper, saying it in a a very focused, positive way what you want. And then the third eye 
is visualizing. So I have people close their eyes and see the list and then kind of not only see it, but you're being creative, which is bringing in your throat chakra and focus on what would feel like to take that trip and walk on the beach. What would it feel like to get up early with the sunrise and and go exercising? So that's where my hypnotherapy training came in. You basically are taking yourself on a guided tour of the life you want to project, which is your third eye, your projector into the world for everyone else to see. We then have an inner voice. Now the inner voice, we want to express ourselves. So first of all, I want you to have a connection to something higher than yourself and tune up your intuition. And that means maybe meditating. It means closing your eyes and focusing on something besides the the constant chatter and also being somewhere where you can see the beauty of the world. So my prescription is to get out in nature because when I'm in nature, I look up, I see the beautiful uh, blue sky, I see the greenery of the nature and it makes me, it's like a coloring book for my eyes. And then I have a small still voice and that inner voice, when I'm at ease, says, Dina Marie, today's the day. Dina Marie, you can do this. Uh, If it's blocked and closed, those upper chakras, you're going to have the chatter, you're going to have the negative voice, you're going to have the whirring, blah, blah, blah. That's what goes on when those are blocked. So what you want to do is meditate, focus on the things in your life that are working, and listen to that small, still voice. And when that small, still voice tells you to do something, that's when I say you get on the dance floor and you listen. But being creative. So I, I support music and art. Anytime a kid could get outside um, uh, was not outside, but paint, uh, music, poetry, uh, talk to me about how they feel. That's really important. And if you can't, you can write a letter. I have a lot of adults write letters to people and then they burn them just as long as they can express themselves. That'll keep the throat chakra open, a good counselor, uh, and a really good friend, even your dog, talk to your dog, but being able to express yourself and be able to tell people how you feel. That's how you keep your throat chakra open. The heart chakra, you keep it open by being around loving, kind, gentle people. So I love doing Reiki circles, a good masseuse, again, another counselor. Uh, But a human touch is really, really important. I love being with my grandkids and, you know, we uh, hug and hold hands. Uh, Pets are really great. Anytime you can be around people where you can feel and you feel loved, that's your heart chakra. Uh, On the other edge of that is uh, self-love. Give yourself the gifts that you want other people to give. Give yourself the time. Do the things that make you feel good. Uh, And there's that word guilt. If you feel guilty, do it anyways. Take time for yourself and love yourself. So being around human beings that are kind and gentle, but also kind and gentle with yourself is how you keep the heart chakra open. And the solar plexus, find that one thing you love to do. What brings you joy? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? For me... Uh, it is, you know, a beautiful sunny day and being able to swim, being out in nature, riding my bike. I love teaching. I love teaching the chakra work. Um, when I'm a day where I might be teaching, I get excited. I get really excited. On a day where I might be doing my healing work, I get excited. I have a lot of clients who will just go find their hobby. And again, it could be the music. It could be uh, the art again. Pick up that thing you love to do that you can do by yourself that brings you pure joy. Uh, also, exercising and physically moving. If you want to get your solar plexus moving and you want to get your life moving, just walk. Just get up and walk. If you're feeling down, feeling depressed, take a walk. Anytime you move, you're working your solar plexus. Laughing and crying, same thing. Go see a comedian, 
cry at a sad movie. It cleans out that area and it just gives you that energy that you need to pick yourself up like the Rocky. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's the Rocky song. That's what the solar plexus are. Uh, the sacral chakra, surround yourself with loving, supportive people. But that's supportive people that when you need something, you can ask them and they're there for you. If you don't have those people in your life and you're always doing for other people, your sacral chakra is probably too open. So what you want to do is put yourself on a diet of cool people. Write down what you want from the people around you and don't settle for anything less. Also, uh, move freely, like be spontaneous, dance, be around water. But the sacral chakra is really about your relationships. And if you're always giving and you're always the victim, you've got to stop. You, you are the problem. You've got to stop it. Put down your boundaries with your relationships, which is your root chakra, and just say no when you want to say no and say yes when you want to say yes. Uh, also, the sacral chakra is being in a group of people. So again, there's your tribe. Uh, book club, which I, I have women that have done this book club, but it's led to this huge, huge thing. I mean, it's they're taking trips and yoga thing, uh, yoga events, and but they have a family, a tribe, because they started reading books together and, and meeting once a week. But find that that group of people that love and support you, and that'll keep your sacral chakra open. And then the root chakra is your body. It means eating right, exercise, getting outside, uh, getting that massage, listening to your body. If it hurts, stop. I usually have issues with my sacral and my root chakra, and it's because I'm not listening to my body, and I'm not listening to myself, and I'm not nurturing myself. So the sacral is nurturing, and the root chakra is about taking care of your body and healing it. So anytime you, like the Olympus Spa, women, it's a beautiful place to go. If I think I don't have the money, I make myself go. And then the next day, everything just starts to flow again because I took care of myself and I took time to be with my body and ask it what it needs. And it's never failed me. But it's like kind of, again, get past that guilt and just do it. So take care of your body. It's the only one you have this lifetime. And so with the chakras, what I do is we will do um, in the classes, we'll all go through in a circle and we'll do a reading. So everybody gets to do their chakras, but it's kind of an amazing thing that when I get a group of people together they usually are resonating the same and somehow it's a multiverse that they all kind of can um, relate to what's going on with the other person whether it's a group of women uh, couples children they can all kind of talk about what's going on as a group which is really healing but the chakra readings are very simple you can pinpoint the chakra that's blocked and then we get a, a reading uh, the reading directs you to the prescription and then as we're done everyone has a nice conversation and they feel very supported too that's I think that's the key about the group readings is having people with you feeling like you're supported and that you're like a winner when you walk out the door you can actually do it um, that's probably one of my favorite things to do is the group readings I've done it for um, many many types of people and I love all ages but I think one of my favorite was uh, I had a woman call me from high school and she saw me online and I was doing uh, classes and she invited me to her house with classmates and her family and we did readings together. And it was so amazing because it kind of brought up some of our childhood stuff and a lot of stuff, a lot of this will, you know, bring up your childhood stuff because that's where the blockages come from. But we got to heal our teenage years together in that group. So uh, you know, it's one of those things I love to do, is, uh, and I invented it. Uh, the chakras are my passion. So that's what you got to do. Number one is find that thing you love to do, and no matter what, don't let anyone take that away from you. 
And then what I came up with for the higher chakras is feng shui. Feng shui is an art and it goes way far out there. But when I was doing my healing work with people, I wanted to make sure that when they went home, they did their homework. So I came up with this cheat sheet. Um, And feng shui is when you look around your world and then you make changes. So what happened is I started giving these prescriptions about going into your house, going to a corner and looking at that corner and what does it represent. So for instance, if I go to uh, the family corner and there's dead plants and maybe I'm having issues with my children, I'll clean out that corner and I'll put like a Uh, What did I put in my corner? I put the cradle that my kids all were in, put healthy plants. I put a table that my grandma had forever, and I put a picture of all of us. And when I walked by it, it just made me think of my family in a positive way, which really is prayer and setting your intentions. So feng shui is just a playful way to go through your house and see what the universe is telling you physically. And what the, the corners we have is family. We have prosperity. We have fame and reputation, love and relationships, children and creativity, helpful people and travel, career, skills and knowledge, and health. And so what we do with the higher chakras is we find one thing that we need to work on, just like we're going to work on one chakra, and then we get a prescription for that. So normally you go to that place in your house, let's say health. I'll go to my health. Uh, Where's my, oh, darn it. Oh, I moved my couch right there. And I've been watching television and gaining weight. So my son brought me a television. See, it just triggered something. I need to get off the couch. So I need to move my couch (laughs) and probably get rid of the television. But it just triggers what's going on. And it's, it's amazing how the universe works. I had one whole family who we went to each room and every one of the corners, the relationship corner was toxic. One young man had... Um, it was a Kurt Cobain picture, but we know what Kurt Cobain took his life. The next room was the daughter, and she had a picture of a woman looking over her shoulder with a really negative look, like, don't don't talk to me. Uh, in the parents' relationship corner, there was dead plants and this weird candlestick. And I said, so where did the candlestick came from? come from? And uh, she said, oh, it's an anniversary gift. And he goes, yeah, I bought it for her. And she goes, I hate it. <laughs> So all we did was put a healthy plant, cleaned it out. Uh, I can say both of the kids did find um, a relationship. It was about a year later, and they're very, very happy now. But it's it's just amazing how the everything's talking to us. Everything's talking to us. And if I go into a house and I look around and you tell me something that you want to work on and we clean out that corner, things start to happen. And really what it is is it's, it's setting your intentions but it's also praying, and we forget. We forget to pray. And, uh, for instance, my first uh, feng shui was uh, I got a book. I said I want to learn something new, so I I read this book uh, about feng shui, clear your clutter, change your mind, something like that. And then I was a single mom, and so basically I wanted to work on my prosperity. I went to that corner. It had old... um, like mold in the back because it was an old cookie jar that someone gave me a grandmother that I I just didn't want it but I didn't want to get rid of it and there was only like three pennies in it and I I thought wow that corner is pretty pathetic <laughs> so I took the the um, cookie jar out which means to getting rid of things you may not want to get rid of but you have to you don't use them they're just uh, memories that need to be let go and I got a fountain I put a purple amethyst and a little candle every day And I put some little fake money there and I put the pictures of my children. And every uh, week we put another picture of fun things we did because to me abundance is having a healthy, happy family. 
And uh, out of the blue, one day, <clears throat> I got $8,000 in my bank account on accident. So it, it chokes me up. Just kidding. I'm fine. Um, but what happened is I started praying again. And I was so busy with my everyday life that I forgot to pray. And I think what feng shui has helped me is to focus on the things that I want to change in my life and do it daily. I have a lava lamp that I say, show me the money. And when I turn that thing on, it, it seriously it works. <laughs> All I have to do is like some random person, you know, wants to take me out to dinner or something, um, a good deal on and something I need. But uh, it really, really works. And my favorite one was I had this cute little place on Camano Island and it had a staircase. And sometimes I was way too busy and I would just put stuff on there. So I was doing a Reiki class. I dropped my radio there. I was at East West Bookshop and I, I put a catalog there of all their classes. And I put my tennis shoes there and my weight stuff. And I went to visit a chamber person because I wanted to do some um, event with them. And I put her card right there next to the radio. In a matter of two months, not even meaning to because I do work my, my uh, corner, my career corner, I had gotten that chamber job. I had manifested the radio show, and I had East West um, as an advertiser in, in my magazine, Seattle Natural Awakenings, and that's a sponsor. So it was kind of weird how, and, and then I was working at a gym, and those were all things I loved to do. The radio just, it was a magically appeared, and here I am five years later still doing it. I still have East West, I think they were on two weeks ago, and getting a job to work out that's my dream job. And, of course, I was on Camino and, and did a lot of work there. And now I get to work with Island County and do uh, travel writers. And, but really just putting the things in your house and knowing that those things have energy behind them. If it doesn't feel good, get rid of it. If it's something you love, keep it. But you need to focus on going through your house and giving things away. And sometimes you're going to feel a little like, ooh, if I give that away, that person's going to be mad at me. At me. Look at that relationship. Maybe that's what we're going to work on with the feng shui is what kind of relationships do you want? The ones where people are telling you how you have to be or you're people pleasing. And, and when people come in your house, you care more about them than you, yourself. So I love teaching that class. That will be tomorrow. Um, I'll be teaching on and off. Look at my website, dina-marie.com. It's Chakras 101 with the group readings. And then we finish it with the feng shui. You go home with some homework it just lifts my spirits to teach it. And that's why I think going out of the nine year and I'm going to be coming into a one year next year, I just really want to take uh, take maybe my teaching on the road and do bigger classes. And I invite you to go to my website and join me if you'd like to. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I know your schedules follow my lead. Hi, this is Dina Marie. You've heard me talking about writing songs with Mr. Van Connor. Well, I'm happy to say that our album is out now. It's called Coming Back Again, and it features songs like Legacy of Green, Silent Universe, and the title track Coming Back Again. Our album Coming Back Again is now available for streaming and purchase at your favorite online retailer, including iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, and many more. 
Go to dinadashmarie.com. That's dinadashmarie.com for a full list of retailers. Watching the sunrise, an ocean stands between us. Look into the sky. Think of second chances. Look into the past. A thousand miles between us. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me this morning. I am going over the classes I love to teach and sharing them with you. Um, I'm calling it Tools to Lift Your Spirits, and I'll be teaching classes at A Path to Avalon. And Sunday, I'll be teaching Intuition 101, and it's it's your tool of all tools. Having your intuition is the most important thing. How do you get direction if you don't have an intuition? How do you get places if you don't know where you're going. And I've made bad decisions. I mean, and I had my, uh, it was my stepdad, and he says, Dina, if you don't know where, uh, what to do, don't do anything. So I've made a rule that if I don't have my intuitive voice, I stay home because I'm going to make a mess of my life. And I, how, when did this start? I think um, it's when I was introduced to synchronicities. So synchronicities are think, they're this whimsical way that the, universe winks at you. And when I started practicing meditating, which is one of the keys to this, when I stopped my mind and started listening to that small, still voice, magic happened to the point where people could actually see the synchronicities and sometimes it even scared them. But when I'm in a really good place, I people can actually notice that it's working. So intuition is a muscle. You have to use it or you lose it. And that's what we'll be doing in Arlington Sunday. I'll be teaching you how to do that. And what I'm going to go over first of all is how you get rid of, how do you stifle your intuition? You stifle your intuition by worrying. Worrying is praying backwards. Worrying is asking for things you don't want. So I'm going to take the luxury. If you have the luxury of a bad thought, right? You're going to take it and go everywhere you don't want to go in your mind's eye, which is where we manifest things. So when I was a kid, we worried, oh gosh, worry was probably the biggest thing we did. That made you not do anything. You're always basically paralyzed because you were worrying about all the bad things that could happen. If I talk to that person, that'll happen on and on and on. And worrying, as like I said, is praying backwards. So we're asking for what we don't want. So if you're worrying, you're praying backwards. Um, Expectations. Gosh, again, expectations. I used to have expectations for everything, for everyone, for every hour of my day. I had everything planned out. And, you know, expectations are actually limiting the universe because you're not letting the universe use the paintbrushes it has. You might have that one paintbrush that you think the how things should be, but the universe has thousands of paintbrushes. And when they paint, the universe paints a picture, it's it's endless. It's It's forever. And when we have expectations, we're limiting ourselves. So expectations is a big deal. When I was younger, I used to overthink, analyze everything and everything had to be perfect before I started. And I say thinking is, it's not worth your time anymore. The less you think, the more enjoyable your life is. But going back and forth in your mind, analyzing, I think too, those top ones, worrying expectations and paralysis of analysis is, you know, maybe where your anxiety too comes from because you're being so over controlling. You're being so, uh, 
basically so, so caught up in your mind that your heart starts to race, you know. Um, para, uh, analyze, analyzing, gosh, that's a hard word to say. Uh, people pleasing, okay. People pleasing, what I've learned, is betraying yourself. So I think if everyone's happy, that's going to make me happy. But really what you're doing is when you're doing things you don't want to do to please other people, you're actually betraying yourself. So look around. If you have people in your life that are betraying you, maybe you're betraying yourself. So I started doing things that I wanted to do. I started living the life I wanted to live. I started doing things that made me happy. And what I did is I attracted other people that know me. They know who I am. Uh, the people pleasing just got me in a, in a horrible place, a horrible place. And when I'm not being true to myself, I'm betraying myself, I'm going against my intuition. So that's another way that we stifle our intuition. Uh, I say not placing an order with the universe. You have to know what you want for you. Again, so the people pleasing. If I'm people pleasing and I'm doing everything for everyone else and I don't know what I want, what am I going to get? Nothing. And I had a, a judge look at me and I'm being my own attorney and he's like, you have to make a motion, Dina Marie. What do you want? And I said, wow, I want it all, you know, and I, I did get it all because I deserved it all. But in the end, I have to order. And that means you go to a restaurant, you ask for what you want, you be specific, you go about your business, it comes to you. If it doesn't, not what you don't want, you don't want it, take it back. But in the end, sit down with yourself and ask yourself what you want. So placing an order with the universe. Uh, fear of acting. So I used to have my intuition kick in on and off. And I was so afraid of doing what it said. <laughs> and if you don't act on what intuition says, then you're going to lose it too. Um, and there was a point in my life, probably about a year where I was so afraid of acting on that intuition because it was telling me to do things very courageous, very risky, uh, against people closest to me. And I got really sick again, not listening to my intuition and, and shutting that part of myself down. I became ill and I also didn't know how to say no. So your intuition is pretty strong. And if it's going, it'll tell you this is a day to do it and this is a day not to do it. But if you're doing things you don't want to do against your intuition, all of a sudden it's just, it, it's really depression is what it is. You, you don't have guidance. You don't feel inspired and you lose it and you start to get ill. That's because your chakras are shutting down from your crown to your heart. You know, if you don't love yourself, if you don't listen to your intuition, uh, and if it does have like a uh, intuitive hunches can come in all kinds of ways. You can see pictures, uh, you can sense it. I say I hear, you don't hear voices, they're just thoughts. And they come to you in all kinds of ways. And this is what we'll be practicing on Sunday is how do we find that voice, make it very clear, and then take action on it. So that's the prescription right there in the homework. Uh, and the homework comes with, doing doing these exercises I've given people over the years for their upper chakras and one of the my favorite and I think this is where I started with with was um dream recall so what I did is I got a book and I set it next to my bed and me and my kids would get up in the morning and look up our dreams and it started to be pretty obvious that our dreams were talking to us one or it was data dumping but it was starting to tune up the pictures in your mind's eye so if you're dreaming, that's your brow chakra, and that information is dropping down from heaven, you're in a relaxed state, and you basically can get hunches. Uh, I, I've had dreams where people from the other side have crossed over, uh, and they've talked to me and said that they're fine, 
And that's a whole mediumship is just really having your upper chakras open. It would be your crown, third eye, and your um, uh, throat chakra. Because the universe is always trying to get through, always trying to get through. So dream recall. Write down your dreams, look up the keywords, go to the dream book. Some people say, well, the dream book, you know, might have other people's um, inter interpretations. That's true. But you can just start doing it and it will start to open that third eye. And you'll be amazed what, what comes from um, writing down your dreams, a dream journal and, and dream recall. Setting intentions. Again, you have to be very clear. So when I say that, my third eye opens up right away. Very clear about what you want. What feels good to you? Um, I see myself, you know, uh, walking in the woods. Do I want to run a marathon? No, I want to take a leisurely walk. I want to be there when the sun goes down. I want to go to warm places. Um, I want a job where I feel good, where I, I get to see myself with other people, being able to express myself. Those are all visions. So making sure you know what you want, writing that on paper, and then the feng shui is what we write that uh, intention down we light that candle, we um, clean up that corner, and we tell the universe exactly what we want. If you don't know what you want, you don't get anything. So keeping your intentions known for the universe helps you keep your intuition high. Uh, meditation. I'll say quieting your mind because I quiet my mind while I'm walking. I can walk in the woods, and I get into a meditative, meditative state around 20 minutes into it, and all of a sudden I can see and everything makes sense to me. Uh, I also meditated for 10 years while my kids took naps. And I think that's where all this started to really open up was quieting my mind. I'd lay down. I sometimes did a, a tape. Back then it was uh, tapes. And I would get to a point where I could uh, self-meditate uh, or self-guidance. And I would basically take myself somewhere, quiet my mind, relax my body. And I would start getting these, these hits, these amazing hits of why things are going on in my life, things I should do. I even started seeing my past lives, which answered quite a few questions, and it made my life make so much more sense. And, you know, if people say they want to see their past lives, I encourage you to meditate. I encourage you to close your um, uh, the chatter down. Quiet your mind and ask a question before you get in that state and see what happens. And ask, ask, and you shall receive. That's what, that's what they say, and it, it is really true. So meditation, a lot of people take yoga classes. Uh, but I was a hypnotherapist after I meditated for 10 years, and I can take people there. So get that CD, um, practice daily, because you're going to have a better day when you quiet your mind. Uh, grounding, 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 and more grounding. If I have my upper chakras open too much, what happens is, you're, uh, there's that uh, paralysis again. You've got so much going on upstairs. So every time you exercise, you bring that energy down. Grounding, eating right, being in nature. I mean, it's taking your shoes off and touching the earth with your, your feet. Uh, exercising, very, very important. And also being around water and drinking water helps your intuition, kind of incorporates what you already, uh, what you know, and gives you that um, fuel to act on it. So when I... Get up in the morning, I exercise, I do my meditation while I'm stretching. I get so many answers. I think the back of my, I know the back of my book came to an, to me when I was exercising. And that's the best part of the book. It's the cheat sheet. It's something you can use without, you know, reading the book, but it was it was it was inspired from my intuition and, and my higher self. So exercising daily, uh, eating right, getting enough sleep. 
being creative. Find that thing you used to do as a kid. Be artistic again. I love the fact that people are coloring and they're doing things that lift their spirits. Uh, I, you know, a lot of artists used to go and look at their art and buy it. Now we can be our own artists. We can pick up an instrument and play it. We can be our own musicians. Find that thing that you love to do. It could be uh, cooking. I love cooking. It really helps my creative side, uh, being in your garden. But do something that makes you feel uh, and creative. Create, creative to me is when you have an idea and then you're it's done and you can look at it. So if I cook dinner out of stuff that I have in the fridge and it's just this random stuff and I look at it and I eat it and it tastes good, I've been creative. If I, you know, put plants in a certain area in my garden, that's creative. If I would uh, work or, you know, anything you can do where you actually have an idea. Of course, jewelry making and, and art like that, like paintings. But find that creative side of yourself, and I guarantee your intuition will kick in probably halfway through while you're doing it. Uh, making time for flow and synchronicity. So when you plan every minute of your day, you are limiting yourself. It's just that's why people need to go on vacations and not have plans. Uh, last year, I took a group of women to uh, Kauai, and we had no plans. At first, one of the women was very, very stressed. She was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. But things went well. Things happened easily, and that's because we were in flow, and we can just go with it, right? So that's when your intuition has time to come through. If I'm thinking of feeding my kids, getting to practice, getting home, cleaning the house, going to work the next day, and I'm thinking about that all night long, there is no time for that small, still voice to come through. It just, it's just not going to, it doesn't, there's no room. There's no room for it. So if you can, and I know I was a mom with three kids, and it is very hard to find time alone. And so that's why I got up early. I got up early and I exercised, and I made that a daily practice. And it did save my life, you know. And it could be maybe late at night, and I know you're tired, but that's when you can put your meditation tape on. Just do something. Um, time. And then the synchronicities are really, really important because that's how you know spirits coming through. And that's what I'll teach you about synchronicities. If you set your intentions, if your intuition is working, you're going to have these little whimsical winks and synchronicity is going to, I say, comes in threes and it's usually three green lights. And I mean that you can't not go. You can't not do it because it's so blatant. It's in your face. And my hypnotherapy story is I didn't even know what that was. I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how to get out of my old job. And there was a $5 class from Vision Quest in Everett. I took it. I ran into a woman I used to teach aerobics with. She set me up with the teacher. And in a matter of half hour, I was going to take a class in hypnotherapy and didn't even know how that all came about. But it was mentioned by somebody I took the class, I ran into a friend who was teaching, and she took me to the teacher, and then eventually I did my hypnotherapy, which I learned Reiki, and that's where all the shocker readings came from, and I just went through all my clients in a storage unit the other day, and I am just still um, blown away about all the work I did with all these amazing people who are on my Facebook page, and I get to watch them. They're still doing amazing things because they got the tools and I, this is inspired. My intuition is helping them. They're helping other people. They're changing their lives because they learned to work with the chakras. They learned to listen to their intuition. And, and, and really, at this point, too, as women and men, we need to find that time alone and practice self-love. If my intuition is high and I'm getting all the, the voices to say, go, 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 
and I don't love myself, I am not going to act on it. So those are the lower chakras. I mean, that's why retreats are important to get away from your family, get away from your spouse, get away from your coworkers. Uh, it is essential right now to find your small, still voice, ask for what you want, and then see where the universe takes you. A less or more lifestyle is, is, is where it took me. And I feel lighter and I feel, I feel very, very blessed. But, you know, my younger self wanted the big house, wanted kind of to show off my stuff to people and to be this person that, um, like something, to have something on the wall where other people would think I was somebody. And now I know better. But it was my intuition that told me to do these random things. And I have more freedom than I've ever had. I feel better than I've ever had. Every day I still have my prescriptions. I, I have my own inner work to do. But on the days that I take time for myself, I find my intuition listen, and then I take action, that's where miracles happen. So I'm inviting everyone to, uh, first of all, I hope you got something out of all of this and you don't need to take any of my classes, but pick up a book, you know, get a meditation uh, tape, take that walk in the woods, uh, do a retreat for yourself, uh, take your kids somewhere and, and out in nature and don't plan anything and see what happens. You know, maybe your kids will end up at the beach for three or four hours like my grandson did with a spade, and we just sit there and, and notice the tide and uh, play with the random dogs that come through. But, you know, life is meant to be uh, lived and enjoyed. And the most important thing I've found is that if you have spirit leading the way, you're always in the right place at the right time doing these amazing things. So uh, my book, they're all gone. You can't get them on Amazon. A lot of people, I have uh, gave boxes of books away all over the world. I know there's some in Florida because I gave some to Gary Mance and Suzanne and Mitchell in Sarasota. I just kind of noticed the other day where they're coming from. But I gave some books away because my inner voice told me to. It said, give your books and services away. I did that seven years ago for a year, like, like my inner voice told me to. And that's how I returned back to Kauai every year because I gave a reading to a young man and uh, Jeannie Russell, who's got the first Fridays of the uh, month, uh, that was her son. And, and now I get to go back and forth and do my work in a beautiful place because I said I wanted to be somewhere warm. I wanted to exercise daily. <laughs> and you can do it there because the sun is shining year-round. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite amazed. Um, if you'd like to reach out to me and um, do some uh, work with me, you can go to dina-marie.com. You can like my Facebook page, Dina Marie, or lift your spirits with Dina Marie. And now I'm on Instagram. If you want to do Instagram with me, it's just me taking pictures of some of my favorite places, um, promoting some of my favorite people and uh, some of the events that I get, I attend. So that's dina-marie.com. If you'd like to take the classes, I'm, I'm going to be working out of a path to Avalon in Arlington. You can look at their Facebook page. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. This uh, The show continues on. I get to keep uh, telling people about the things I love. And I guess really what I want to say is um, your energy matters. Uh, be very careful with it. And um, see you next week. Join us and I'll talk about more people, place, and activities that will lift your spirits. Hey, oh,